0: I was getting, I was getting a lot of no letters and I kept some of the letters because it was like motivation for me.
1: I was young in my coaching career. I did know that those guys I was coaching, this was their one opportunity.
2: If you really want the players to like you, just make them
0: better. If I want to keep playing this game, you know, as a job, I have to continue to get better at that.
2: You have to figure out a way to carve out some value that you have, that you
1: can bring not only to your team, but also your profession. It's really good information, and I pick up little nuggets all the time. For me, it's all about confidence, man. You have
0: to have confidence to be a shooter, to be, Uh, a basketball player in general to have success. It's all about
1: confidence.
2: Welcome back, shooters. This week on the Shooter's Touch, we bring in head boys basketball coach at Wilton High School, Eric Grunder. Eric is originally from Wilton, so coaching in his hometown, uh, small-town community, small-town school. So growing up, Eric had to play all four sports, as a lot of small town athletes do, um, excelled in golf and football specifically. Um, so went to Central to play both sports. We talked to him about how playing play multiple sports is a benefit for athletes. We also talked to him about essentially really turning into a basketball guy from a football guy. Uh, as a lot of young coaches do in small towns, Eric had to coach um, a few different sports uh, as he's, uh, as he's moving through his coaching journey. But he really draws from all of those experiences and all of those sports. It's interesting to talk to him about how he has grown as a coach and how he understands that he needs to grow as a coach in the future as well. I know you're going to enjoy this one. We appreciate everybody listening. If you like what you hear, we'd love it if you would tell a friend about us and interact with us on social media. Uh, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, Facebook and Instagram, search Shooters Touch. Shooters Touch. Twitter at Shooter's Touch IA. And always remember, Shooter's Shoot. Well, Coach Grunder, welcome to the Shooter's Touch.
1: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, Coach, we appreciate you taking some time with us tonight. Um, I know we're, we're in the swing of things. It sounds like you're already kind of back in the classroom, but uh, how was the summer? What, how, how was the summer for you, the family? I know you got a little one at home. Um, did you guys get an opportunity to, to enjoy your time together before getting back in the swing of school and basketball?
1: Yeah, we, um, the summer's fast, you know. Uh, we, uh, but we spent quite a few nights. My mom has a pool. And so my daughter loves to swim. And so we've spent, you know, a chunk of time over there, took a couple little trips. Um, But yeah, between basketball and then I do a little bit of construction on the side in the summer, um, they go fast, you know. And then as teachers, I feel like, you know, you get to July 4th and summer's over, right? Like you're basically prepping for the school year, um, you know, on July 5th. So uh, yeah, like I said, I'm not surprised it's August 20th already and we're getting ready for our first week of school.
0: Uh, what about basketball wise? Did you guys do anything summer to do leagues? Um, did you go to any team camps or what did that look like for you?
1: Yeah, we, um, you know, we have a, a really solid baseball program at Wilton. You know, it's kind of what we've been known for, for, I don't know, you know, 15, 20 years, probably out of 10 years. But um, and so balancing between that and our football program is always, you know, something that I, I don't want to pull guys in too many directions. So we focused on just June um i got a handful of guys playing aau and so they were playing a, a pretty heavy schedule in the spring and then get back at it in july so we we did three one day shootouts in june we went to uh, mount vernon um Comanche, and then cedar rapids um and it was good you know it was kind of uh summer's tough you got a little bit of you know guys going all directions so i think we only had one weekend where we had you know all of the guys that were part of that um but it also gave different guys an opportunity to, to step up. I was really, you know, I knew, you know, we have a ton coming back. And so, you know, I had an idea of what things were going to go, uh, how things were going to go. But it was fun to see some of the younger guys, um, you know, jump in with that varsity group. who didn't get a lot of time last year, um, you know, to watch them mesh from weekend one to weekend three. You know, the first weekend, Kirkman was gone. Clayton was gone. Um, and so I had probably five or six guys who had never seen a minute of varsity basketball here we go. Let's figure it out. Um, And that's what it looked like that. Um, And then by week three, you know, uh, those guys were starting to look comfortable on the floor. Guys were kind of finding their roles. Um, And so, yeah, it was a great summer. You know, in June, like I said, then we um, went pretty light in July with baseball playoffs and dead week and um, guys going different directions. And that was kind of when football wanted to take over. Um, And so we'll start doing maybe some open gyms, you know, we do Sundays, Sunday afternoon open gyms here, you know, after school starts. Um, But yeah, I haven't seen them for about a month, um, which is fine. A nice break for them to uh, get them excited, hopefully, about the season coming up.
0: Well, absolutely. And you kind of need that. Uh, obviously, small schools, you need your athletes to play um, all sports, but uh, the kids need a break and they're still doing stuff, you know, that they're still, you know, doing stuff, staying in shape, they're not losing strength. And so those things are huge. Um, but so then what, what do you have for for guys that play football? And then second part of that. So how do you guys what do you think from coaches to uh, um Athletics, staff, like how does that work as far as sharing athletes? Do you guys think you do a, a pretty good job of that? And is it something that uh, obviously isn't going to probably go away at that level?
1: No, you know, and to be successful, you have to have guys play multiple sports, right? We have to, you know, share athletes. Um, we have a little bit of a unique situation right now. Um, Kirkman has been, has battled a couple of concussions in football, has had some bad ones and then one in basketball. And so he's going to, he, he decided not to play, Um and then, uh, but, you know, Landon, Clay, uh, you know, my, my six through nine are all, um, you know, football guys. And, uh, you know, Clayton's been the three-year starter, I believe, for football. Landon, um, you know, started a bunch last year for, uh, for the football team. He's going to be there. Probably the lead wide receiver this year. Um, and like I said, some of my, you know, subs, the guys coming in, they're all football guys. Um, and I was on the – I coached football for the first eight years of my career. Um, I, you know, I was a football first guy I played, you know, four sports in high school and then, you know, I did band and choir and drama. And so like small school, that's what you do, right. You do it all. And people work around those schedules. And I, uh, I think that guys get better when they compete, regardless of what sport it is, you know, whether it's golf or track or baseball, you know, when guys are doing stuff and competing and ideally being held to expectations, That's always positive. Um, and I think, I think, and again, i should boss lots of people say this. I love the coaches that we have on staff. I think Coach Ted, our football coach, does a fantastic job. You know, being part of his staff for six, five years, five years, um, I really stole a lot of things from him when I became a head coach. Um, things that I thought, you know, I really liked that what you know the way he did this, the way he organized these things. Um, you know, our track program is just trying to is just starting to get up and going again. Um, but you know, Nate Kroger does a nice job, and then Jake Shrod has been a baseball coach for I don't know twenty some years at Wilton. Um, yeah, he's got 500 wins for the state a couple of times. Um, so like I said, the more guys compete, I think the better they get, they get to work on all those things that we want, mental toughness, character, discipline. Um, and so multiple sport athletes, that's my wheelhouse, you know?
2: Yeah. You know, we hear that a lot too. And, you know, I, uh, I want to run back a little bit. You, you mentioned that, you know, you had some of those guys who would probably get a lot of minutes, um, on the court in the winter that weren't maybe, you know, at those shootouts. Um, I, I had the opportunity to go to, um, a winter set, you know, a similar, um, I mean, a shootout at at uh, winter set, um, earlier this summer, talked to a lot of coaches there that were in a similar boat where, you know, Hey, we have a, a you know, a couple of camps, a couple of shootouts where not all of our basketball players, um, are there, you know, the, the players who are, who are typically on the court. Um, and it's, it, it's, um you know, good and bad thing, right. You know, you want your team to kind of get used to playing with each other um, after the seniors graduated last year and stuff like that. However, you know, you mentioned those guys that are six through nine, six through 10 um, who then are put in different situations. Um, And so that's a good thing too. You know, obviously we talked to a lot of coaches about that, but um, you know, having those guys on the floor and you know, being in, in, I mean, at different situations um, during those shootouts is a positive. How do you, um, you know, your, you mentioned that you do have a lot of, a lot of awesome coaches, you know, in different sports. Um, how do you, how, did, how do you guys communicate? Um, you know, is there, you know, Hey, Hey, we're going to shoot out. You talk to the football coach, talk to the baseball coach about that. Um, how does, how does that work on your end?
1: Yeah. And so, so I, um, Jake is also the girls basketball coach. So all winter long, you know, we communicate, we're hanging out, riding the bus. Um, and so I just have him get me his schedule as soon as possible. And then I try to, create ours around everything that he does. Right. You know, I, I try to, you know, if they got a big game on Friday, I try not to do a, a Saturday shootout. If we can, you know, find a time, like I said, Sundays are, it has been our, our block um, Sunday afternoons, cause that works nap time for me um, with live. And then um, it's usually not on anyone else's toes. And then maybe I think Wednesdays is the, is the pocket that we got during the summer that that worked. Um, and then with football, he's also the AD small school. And so when I shoot my schedule, um, we did flip I think one weekend cause I was going to take June and he was going to take July. And then there seven on seven was going to be the last weekend in, in June. And so we just, I was like, Oh, okay, that's fine. We'll do one, one weekend in July if I can get enough guys. And so, um, like I said, and I, you know, I, I teach with Hetzler and Jake is just down, um, just down the hallway in the elementary. And so, um, that communication piece, um, has been going pretty well. Um, yeah, you know, and it's just you, luckily um, we're flexible, and you have to be, you know, to to get the guys that you want to be at those things. You know, you need to be able to move it around so that they can make those times.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you guys do for weights? Do you have a, a weight and strength and speed and conditioning type of thing, or do you guys share that duties, or what does that look like?
1: Yeah, um, so in the summer, well, we we recently transitioned and we offer a weightlifting PE during the school year, mm-hmm. um, which has been fantastic from a time management standpoint because we used to have to run that, you know, on our own. Like the goal was to lift twice a week during the season. And if you're out of season, it was three to four times a week was what our expectations. So during basketball season, not only do we have practice and games and buses, but we had to fit two lifts in a week was what the expectation was, which was fine. I think that's important, but it is another hour that you have to figure out, you know, and so with this transition, it's been, I mean, during the school year, it's been amazing. Um, in the summer, our um, Hetzer and a couple of the coaches will run, we will kind of rotate through. And if you got to be gone, then we'll have some subs or guys that will step in. But you run, I think it's um, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, so it's a three-day week at 8 a.m. Um, they'll have uh, all sport lifting. So that's, you know, everyone available, all athletes are, are expected to be there. Like I said, if you're playing baseball twice a week and then if you're not playing baseball three times a week. Um, and I think – and then we have another – our track coach, he's in there all the time he's a weightlift guru um and so he opens it up i think at like five thirty, and then four o'clock in the afternoon uh, like two or three times a week as well so
0: did you so did you say something about track just coming back like did you guys not have track or what was the deal there
1: <laughs> well we had track but two years ago we had uh, five guys out oh wow um, Gosh, the year before i think it was 10 just declining numbers there wasn't much excitement about it um Oh, so what were these kids Trader. doing in the
0: spring? What were your athletes doing? Just like wanted a season off or what was the deal?
1: Yeah, really? we, yeah. Um, you know, we had, a, we had a chunk that went out for golf, you know, 14 to 16 on the golf team, which is, a, you know, that's pretty good numbers. Yeah. Um, and yeah, a lot of guys were doing spring baseball, um, travel basketball, um, that they just, that wasn't a, you know, it was something we did. Um, and so we had a coaching change and then we went from six to 34, I think. Um, and I think 80% of those were freshmen and sophomores. Um, and so, you know, our our junior high classes are pretty big. I think they had 40, 42 kids, seventh and eighth grade last year out for track. And so, you know, you're probably going to get another 15 or so next year. Um, so like I said, our track program, hopefully will um start uh you know getting some good numbers and we'll have some some better participation but yeah we just kind of had like a dead spot in the spring um, unless you play golf that's interesting um, especially when you
0: have so many athletes i mean because that's one of the things that like usually you can't oh yeah the track team's really good because i got a bunch of strong fast guys you know and then it bleeds over to the baseball team Mm -hmm. the football oh guess what they're all kind of good you know and so it seems like and then like from a coaching standpoint too especially when it comes to sharing athletes i mean every other coach is going to share their athletes with the track team be like yeah you're going off track like get over there you know like what are you doing all you do is run and lift like go like, like you're, you're, you're yeah if
1: you're not up. breaking 50 you might as well go you know run some laps yep. right like you know, you're need to be shooting 75 on nine holes that's yep. not getting that's not getting us anywhere.
0: yeah <laughs> right yeah no doubt that's good
2: <laughs> that's funny that's funny um well hey let's um hey, let's Turn back the hands a little bit here, coach. Uh, So originally from Wilton, it sounds like. Um, So let's talk about like a little bit about, you know, when you were younger, uh, what neighborhood, what did the, uh, you know, neighborhood games look like? Um, You know, myself and uh, Brian are also obviously from small towns too. So we kind of know what, you know, how that, how that worked out, but what did it look like for you um, uh, when you were growing up?
1: Yeah, I, um, you know, we had a, You know, I think it's so much of success in sports boils down to quality parents stepping up and doing a good job to get us the fundamentals. And um, I thought, you know, we had a stretch of classes where we just had, you know, some really dedicated parents who were knowledgeable. Um, You know, I think all the parents try when they take on those coaching roles. I think they're doing the best that they can. But whether you can teach it and know it, I think, you know, makes a difference. And so, like I said, we were just lucky. Um, My dad was part of that group. Um, but we had a couple of guys who had played, you know, college baseball and, you know, had been good athletes. And so, um, you know, that passed on my group, um, you know, in my, you know, the year above us, our year, year below us. Um, we had a, a really nice string of success as we went through high school, um, you know. So, in, you know, we, were, we made, you know, high school playoffs. in that time, it was two teams and then four teams. Um, four is our own football um, you know, basketball, uh, we went to sub-state and lost um, in overtime in the sub-state final game. Um, and, and then, you know, golf, we missed it by a stroke. In baseball, we lost in the sub-state round three years in a row uh, to two state champs. We lost to Assumption one year, and I can't remember the other ones. So we, you know, we, we had had, we had had some good success. You know, like I said, I played, um, played all of those. Um, and like I so said, we just had a good group, I think, um, in my, you know, in my class, we had Seven or eight guys going to play college sports at some level. Um, a couple of baseball players, a handful of football players. Um, and we were just, uh, we weren't, you know, we weren't the tallest. Uh, I think, you know, I played four five and I'm 5'11. Um, I, yeah, I was, you know, I was strong and I played defense and, um, you know, I was probably the third or fourth tallest guy on the team. You know, I think we made had a six, four kid. Um, but six, two, we played defense, we ran. Uh, in basketball anyways, you know, football, we were a bigger size. We only had 33 guys out for football my senior year. Um, You know, we took on uh, Solon the year, like their third year in a row undefeated and we were the only team to be up at halftime. Uh, We were, you know, we, we, like we were okay. We were, we we were just kind of scrappy guys. And so that was, you know, a a great group, um, a lot of fun. And then uh, graduated. I went to central college in Pella and I played football and golf there um and then after um after college i got a job at mid high school i I, saw, I taught at the junior high I taught seventh grade world history and was uh, junior high football and fresh soft basketball and junior high track um because they just said hey you're hired, and you're going to coach these things which was fine because that's what i wanted Right. Yeah. I wanted to be in, in, in the money. I needed you know some extra cash because I wasn't making that much money. Um Plus and so young then I knew you didn't have anything do. else to do anyway, right? I did not. No, I was you know, single living in a roommate, living with my roommate, and he didn't get home till like six anyway. So I was like, then no reason to go home Might at 3:45. Well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I had to convince the, the football coach there to take me. He was like, nice, nah. he's like, We're good, we don't need you. And so I had to do junior high football for a year before he would take me on a staff. Um, but eventually I did JV football there and JV basketball and, uh, nice. and then junior high track the three years. And then the opportunity came back to, to open, to come back to Wilton. I actually took my, my mom's position. Um, she was gone one year, but she was, she's been a, you know, she's been the volleyball coach at Wilton for, I don't know, 30 some years with a small gap. Um, wow. Yeah. She's uh, I think seven, well, she just finished her fourth uh, state appearance in four years. Um, I think seventh in her career. She's got like 600 wins she's a stud but um yeah so I took her job and I coached football and helped out with golf the first couple of years and then you know I, I'd been working towards being a head coach um I had applied a couple of times for different positions and hadn't got it which was okay they weren't anything that I was like crazy for like a track job or mm-hmm. um, I think track twice maybe I don't know yeah. um but I would have said football or golf is what I would have said originally I, I was at an X's and those guys in football. I loved. Um, you know, I was a running back, so offensive minded, but I, you know, enjoy the defensive side of stuff. Um, and then the basketball job opened up, you know, like I said, I would coach at mid And so I, I took it and, uh, it was just one of those things, you know, the more time you invest, the more passionate you, be, you become about something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's really held true here. I mean, I, I, now I, you know, as all of your, as any coach, you just don't stop. I don't stop thinking about it. I, you know, it's all the time. Right. That's awesome. I got a notepad I, on my <laughs> phone. I got, it's like six pages long yeah junk right mostly but you know just stuff and ideas yeah. um and so yeah i've uh, like i said this will be year five um and uh like i said i'm uh, i feel like i'm i don't know i feel like i know enough to be dangerous and you know, like, like a drop in the puddle like i kind of know things um uh-huh. uh, but uh but yeah I, you know i'm excited for the season and to take you know take this group and see what we can do yeah
2: um Heading back to your high school, day, how, how big were um, how big were your classes there in high school?
1: So we, the grade below above me and, and our grade were the two biggest grades that they had had in a while. Mm-hmm. We were like, a, they were like 110 a grade above us. And we were like oh, wow. 85, but gotcha. after that, they dropped all the way down to like 45 for a while. Mm-hmm. And now wow. we're back to like 65, 70. Um, so yeah, gotcha. so we were, we were, we were kind of like, um, we were like for the first time, like mid to upper 2A Mm -hmm. right as far as size wise like numbers um and now we're you know low low to mid 2a um as far as gotcha
2: gotcha so yeah so some of those numbers you're talking about were um maybe maybe even a little bit small for those two classes huh
1: yeah oh for sure so so, you know when i started as a as a you know freshman in football we had 65 guys out for football mm -hmm. and like i said by my seniors we were 33 33 and it wasn't because there weren't guys in the school right we just you know our coach was uh Lance Peterson from Mount Vernon. Um, and, you know, you, you either loved him or you didn't like him. You had a set of expectations and this is how he was going to do stuff. Um, and like I said, my great, I think we, of that 33, we had 14 seniors.
0: Holy cow. Um,
1: right. And, I mean, we just, we all liked him, I guess. I don't know. Um, right. but, uh, but yeah, sure. like I said, he, and like, sure. said, I still enjoy him. I think, you know, He would be more on the old school side uh, of coaching you know i mean i remember fondly uh you know his his go-to move was just to scream your last name you know and you never knew it was coming after it it could either be great job or you know what the heck were you doing right or other choice words Um, but you know and like i said he was tough but he he had some success at different places too so that's, That's awesome.
0: 30, That's- 33 guys out there rolling out to take on Solon powerhouse. My, right, my
1: favorite, my favorite moment was we're playing Regina and it's like, it's late. It's like week six. Right. And they have like 75 guys out on their sideline. Right. Yep. They got,
0: And they have they have and, like 15 coaches. Most of them are yeah. uh, former Iowa players.
1: Like, exactly. <laughs> and we're It's tied. I think, I don't know. It's like the second, it's like second quarter and the refs call a timeout for a water break. Right. Cause it was, 65 that night or warm for october or whenever we yep. were playing and i just remember lance throwing his headset off just like that right throwing his headset off he's charging out there he's like they got 70 freaking guys on the sideline they don't need a water break like i'm playing 12 kids you know just like going off on these officials it was so funny oh so the,
0: weird. the officials called it was an official timeout because yes, it was warm like they oh, called the
1: timeout to like give him a water break and lance was just losing it because we you know That was, and what part of Lance's thing was we ran I'm just, we would set the the clock for 30 minutes at the beginning of Monday practice and we would run for 30 minutes and then we'd practice and then he'd set it for another 30 at the end and we'd run and then we do it 25 minutes on Tuesday and then 15 minutes on Wednesday. Like, you know, that's just, this is what we do. Right. And, you know, and we were, we didn't have that many numbers. And so we, you know, like I played all the way around. I'd played, you know, kick return, punt return. I held for for field goal. I was running back and then I played strong safety. And That's great. That's yeah.
2: It awesome. yes, we sounds very, uh, sound, um, sounds very Larry Eustacey like of, <laughs> of a practice from what, uh, from what we've heard,
1: <laughs> you know, and we did the same thing in basketball. He's like, yeah. Three conditioning sessions. Cause we're going to press and fast break. And yeah. 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 Lance and Patterson at the time was yeah. The same kind of guy.
0: So what, uh, so what years were this? So what year did you graduate high school and then what years were you at Central?
1: So I graduated in 2009 oh. from yeah. Wilton and then graduated Central in 2013.
0: Gotcha. And so you golfed so. at Central? Is that what you said? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All four years?
1: Yeah. I was, uh, we, they play five. And so I was like the sixth, seventh guy for three years. I never, never quite made the cut. We were pretty competitive. I think we won the conference three out of four years yeah um yeah they were we, they were good we had a good group Thanks. um you know, i think i averaged you know 77 76 okay. my senior year <laughs> um and couldn't hey, you know couldn't quite make the make the cut i think i had 78 my junior year you know uh, yeah we were like we were just we were good did you guys
0: um, did you guys take any trips what uh what'd your what your golf trips look like at central did you guys go down to phoenix yeah we, or...
1: yeah, we went to florida Okay. Um both years. Yeah. we go down and play, um, you know, play for three, four days and then we play in a tournament down there. Um in yeah. the head back. So yeah, you know, it's nice. Got sunburned.
0: That's really always bad. that's okay. always well. Yeah, you're not used to you're not ready to go down there that time of year. Um it's always nah. fun. Like that's one of the things that uh yeah. Being able to, being able to double sport and the second sport being golf is like, that's like a dream <laughs> right there and take a, take a little trip. And, um, a, a good buddy of mine, uh, is the head golf coach at, uh, Warburg and they all, they oh, go out yeah. to, they go out to Pinehurst, um, every year yeah. there's connection there. And so I'm just like, man, that's worth it right there. Like, uh, you know, you go out <laughs> and pound balls on the range for quite a while to get a trip out there every year. So yeah. It, it, it's yeah. cool and then uh you played football were you running back or what did you do at yeah. central?
1: yep i was so i played football for my first two years my sophomore year um i was like two three in the rotation and i um dislocated my knee so like 90 degrees like uh what was the guy from miami that did the same thing but oh, yeah, yeah so uh, all the way out you know it was like mm. knee foot was over here um and so that uh that that i was done after that i i could come i could you know i rehabbed and it went good and I, the surgery was fine and stuff and i was just like you know i had a hard time even like watching any football for a while like yeah, i'd see people get bad. hit and it was like why didn't their leg go out because yeah. mine went out mm-hmm. um but, but yeah so then i just played golf i guess the junior senior year that's good
0: that's that's all right that's the way to do it so where where in this journey did did coaching as a profession start to kind of come come to light for you obviously with your mom uh you've been around it and it sounds like you had some Mm -hmm. good coaches growing up that uh, probably instilled some some at least a little bit of thought process in in you but uh, do you remember was there a time was it maybe post-injury or even before that were you doing some stuff where you're like you know what I really like I really like coaching were you an education major right from the get-go or what did that look like for you
1: yeah no I um I was going to be a a dentist for a while and then I thought about graphic design and I took my first uh, biology course it's called diversity of life and it was awful Um, I had to study (laughs) like hours every night and like memorize things and that's just I was like I'm not doing this for seven more years and uh and so I was kind of like that was fall of my freshman year and I was like I don't know what the heck I'm going to do and I didn't want to be like I just wasn't aware maybe of some of the jobs that you could get, but I didn't want to like get a business degree and like sit in an office like that. That's what I thought a business degree did. And so I was like, I don't know. And so um, I, like I said, always like sports, my mom being a teacher coach. And I was like, you know, that's not bad, you know? And so I took a intro to education class and I was like, mm, yeah, I can do this. This is cool. And so, you know, from that point on, it was really teacher coach. That was the plan, right? That's what I was going to do. Um and then uh yeah, kind of post injury and then as I got into student teaching, you know, it came more of something that I was like, I definitely want to do this part of education. Um and then, you know, when I got my first couple of jobs, you know, I think and I think it's true for everybody. If right? I played college sports, I know stuff, right? Um, and so you get out there and you you want to be a coordinator, you want to be um, you know, you wanna be the head coach, you want that opportunity because you think you can do it. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying people can't do it, but I was at a, a coaching clinic and uh, Tom Davis from Dallin Catholic was speaking. And one of his lines, I, it's like, I haven't written down like seven places because I thought it was so like valuable. Um, and just, he was talking about how, you know, he was a assistant coach and, you know, then went to Ball State to get his athletic director's degree and became a grad assistant. And so he was just, he was just talking to the, like the young coaches in the room which is me at the time. And he was just like, you got to put in the work, right? Like, like, how can you just show up and think, you know, things like you got to put in the work, you got to put in the time. And I was like, you know, I, and it, for whatever reason, those, you, you got to put in the work, you put in the time. And so that just hit me. And so like, I didn't have, a, you know, I was like, I want to be head coach. I didn't have a playbook. I didn't have a philosophy. I didn't have drills. I didn't have, but, you know, like I like could now, like even once I had crafted and like really invested some time, on, you know, clinic videos and YouTube and some, in some courses, you know, even after that, you know, looking back from year one to year four, I, I didn't know anything, right? Like, you know, I'm out there frigging shooting from the hip thinking like, and I, I had planned, I, I had organized because I'm an organiz, I'm, I like organization and structure, but, you know, looking at what we're going to try to do this year from a teaching standpoint and a, a system standpoint, I'm like, gosh, I did not, I do not know anything.
0: <laughs> well, and I think it's amazing too, because um, you figure out more the why, I think as you go the further down the road, you start to figure out, I'm going to do this because like you're figuring out the why on why you're doing it. It feels like the first couple of years, you just, you're doing it because someone did it for you when you were playing and, or you've heard it or you saw it somewhere and you're like, we're going to do it. We're going to do it because like, this is what we're just going to do it. Cause I've seen it or cause we did it or cause it worked for us. And like now you're like, well, no, I'm going to do it because for our personnel, like it works, it makes sense because we are bad at this or we need to improve on that. And so I think that that progression with the coaching is why, like Mm -hmm. you start to figure out the why, like, here's why we're going to do it. And then it, you know, it's more valuable both to your players and to the people around your program because you can explain, you're like, hey, we're doing this because Mm -hmm. everyone's like, yep, You, you know, and so and so that's huge that you say that because, yeah, it's 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 difficult and then it becomes the communication part and i think that you just like you said you put any time into it you communicate it better you can deliver mm-hmm. it quicker you know shorter more precise and way in which that it hits home with your kids and so um right. that that's that's and huge i think you right. know as you
1: move and through even the how do you get like this like and it and you know success breeds you know commitment and passion too like right we, we won some games and last year we won some more games and so like you know so like I really like how we play. So how do I get, and I've been blessed, right? With good with good kids, right? I, you don't get a Caden Kirkman very often, right? You don't get guys who are basketball smart all the time. And so one of the things that we really, you know, a couple of my coaches and I have spent a lot of time is how do we get every kid to be basketball smart? Like how do we structure drills so that guys can be, can understand like when this happens, I should move here. Because that, those little things, you know, and sometimes you don't get there. My first year right they had won one or two games the last two years so we literally spent hours practicing catching the ball yep. and we needed to right like we couldn't go four or five passes without a turnover in an offensive possession like we literally would go down i'm like guys we need to shoot one or two passes because otherwise it's a turnover right we yep. just get it up there right yep. and then so like like you said like you know it's that idea that not only why but like this is how i want our team to look forever right i want to play this style of basketball how can i structures that we get there you know more often than just when I have great kids
0: yeah well and I think uh I think too you you know it sounds like you you have an understanding um of the fact that uh it, it doesn't matter how sexy the playbook is if you can't you know dribble and pass and make layups and so it's like focusing on the things that matter and that's going to change too you know and like you can start to set expectations and you can start to build your program but there are going to be especially at the high school level there are going to be some soft years in which that uh you're going to have to revamp and you're going to have to spend the whole first two months just like working on you and like not even talking about the other team like hey let's just show up and try to run through our stuff and not turn the ball over. You know, and that's just the progression in which that uh, happens and which just comes as a team and, and as a coach. And uh, it's exciting to hear now, and you know, through your, your first couple of years that that's that's the direction that you guys are moving. But you can you have the kids that it's like, OK, now we can kind of fine tune this and we can, you know, nitpick a little bit and, you know, go. Double, double the win totals, basically, you know, go from a few wins to a few more wins to, okay, now let's win the district. Now let's, let's get down to state. And that, that's gotta be exciting for you and your kids.
1: Oh, for sure. And like I said, we, you know, it's just who you have. And I, I love the kids that we had the first year. I still, I still have, you know, a couple of those guys still talk to you when they come back and I've done you know, get together, whatever. And, uh, you know, but they'll be the first to say that they didn't do any basketball other than. November to, you know, when, when we, when we lost the last game yeah. and uh, we were sitting at an open gym, I think me and my assistant coach were, you know, we're watching us throw an alley-oop off the backboard to Kirkman on a fast break. And we're thinking back to our first open gym where we're like, yeah, let's play to 11 ones and twos. Right. And it was 30 minutes later and it was five to two, 30 minutes for a pickup game. Now right. we're playing like 15, 11 or 15 and we're, you know, it's like a seven minute game sometimes right? Landon hits three threes and then Walker hits another one and all of a sudden it's eight to zero. And we're like, all right, this is going to be a quick, you know, it's just funny to watch, you know, like I said, the progression and what we get to focus on now versus what we focused on the first year. Um, but I definitely think, you know, adapting to your players is, is, you know, is what you got to do. I'm already thinking of how we're going to adapt, you know, when we lose Kirkman, right. Cause he's a big part. So, you know, how are we going to adjust and continue to be successful, you know, without a six, seven kid in the middle?
0: So, uh, who, who are some other influences that maybe you've had in your, your coaching career, um, you know, early on that, uh, you know, have impacted you, whether initially and maybe you've changed and maybe you've found a new one. Um, but who are some people that, you know, you've kind of looked to, or have at least been a big, a big part of your career?
1: You know, um, so like I said, I I was at mid Prairie and, um, I got a coach under Pete Cavanaugh, who's a football coach there. And. Um, I really, you know, again, I, knowing what I wanted, I wanted to be a head coach, so I was just always, you know, I had like a note on Google Docs, you know, and I would just plug things in. Oh, this is a good idea. This is cool. I like what he does here. And so, you know, I got a, a lot of stuff from him as far as like um, relationships and how to run the program and and some organizational structure with coaches. And then um, coaching under Hetzler here at Wilton, um, I took a bunch of his stuff. I really like the way that he structured. Um, And some of it was just like the nuts and bolts, his practice plan. I really liked. Right. And so I stole the basis of it, the, the document itself. Right. And I tweaked it to make it work for basketball, but I'm like, this is really slick and nice, right. This, this is beneficial. Um, you know, and he, you know, some of the meetings and stuff that he would have and the different things that he tried to, um, you know, get guys to buy in. And as far as coaches, you know, we're going to do this, you're going to do this. Um, uh, and so I like that. My mom has been huge. Um, you know, I, it, that's an easy one. Um, but she's really good. Um, I think, uh, what I have gotten most from her is, uh, the importance of the mental side of the game, which I think is at an all time high in, in high with high school kids, period. I don't think, uh, I don't think you can be consistently successful without grasping the mental part of the game and using it. Um, you know, I don't think you can be um, the some of the coaches I had in high school who yell and scream and use that to motivate kids. I just, I don't, I don't know it's real anymore. Um, and I think you can have some kids who are mentally tough naturally and you're successful, but if you want to tap into all of your kids on a more consistent basis, that mental component I think is huge. And, you know, that's something that mom and I have had tons of conversations about. And uh, the last one I'll talk about was Nick Dorman, who – was a wrestling coach. I think he, he took the boys, I don't know if they've won or top three in duels. And um, then he was a golf coach for a long time. And he is a character. Um, he's just got a unique uh, personality and sense of humor, but man, some of his lessons um, were just, I mean, awesome. He was one of those guys and he was my coach in junior high and I had a of there, but he knew like every kid on his team, he knew what button to push to get you to like, you know? And so for me, he would just like, oh, that's, that's it. That's, that's all you can do. That's cute. Right. Like, oh, you're just going to score one touchdown today. Hmm. Okay. I thought you were better than that, but that's fine. And then he'd walk away. Right. And, you know, and other kids, you know, he'd get in their face and other kids, you know, he'd baby them and which, you know, some kids need it until they get to the point where you can have the tough conversation with or whatever. Um, and so I just, like I said, the last couple of years I've picked his brain too, um, you know, cause like I said, he wouldn't, mom is about the mental side and Nick did it just naturally, which was amazing.
2: That's interesting. And you mentioned the, uh, obviously mentioned the mental side a couple of times and, you know, we on the podcast. We talked to high school coaches, talked to college coaches, you know, colleges is, is just different ballgame because those players are there because of not only because of that sport, they're there to play that sport. Right. Um, high high school I mean I feel like it changes all the time obviously they're younger you know less mature and stuff like that too so the mental side of it is is you know so big as you Mm -hmm. as you mentioned so it's uh honestly it's great to hear that 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 is a focus of yours as a coach um however you know it it sounded like you know at least in high school maybe obviously even in college too uh, you were more of a football guy but are you a basketball guy now
1: is is that what I'm hearing you know you're I I would have never if you said basketball and you know, I played in high school, but like I started as a freshman or as a sophomore in varsity basketball because we were not good. And I was an athlete. And like I said, I played post at 511 yeah. on a team that had five wins. All right. Um, and then senior year, we were really good. I think we were 19 and six, like I say, with a sub state. Um, but I my role had diminished to like three minutes a game. I came in. I got two three pointers. I got a steal. I got a rebound. You know, I if I I'd make one, I think I shot 44 from three. Right, but I could only take two. Get a rebound, get a steal, <laughs> get on the bench. Because we, I, had, we had some players, right? Which was yeah. fine. I was five eleven, and I played post, right? There was only so much that I could do. Um, and I always liked basketball, but it was never my sport. Like I said, I was football first forever. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I watched the Packers, um, and that's about it. Um, and that's because that's when my dad and I hang out on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't watched a college football game, like more than a quarter in, I don't know, four or five years. Man. Um, but all of a sudden I'm, I'm catching myself watching the NBA, right. that's never happened Man. before. I'm no, like, Oh, we,
2: you know, like we, it. we, we, we completely support this transition here. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we, we like it. We like it. <laughs> um, what about, uh, you know, you mentioned that, you know, as you've grown as a coach, you know, the, the strategy, the philosophy has gotten more in depth. Um, who, and you, you, have, you have mentioned a lot of coaches, um, outside of the game of basketball, uh, which, you know, we, we hear that all the time, but who, right. who are some, you know, if it's a coach, if it's a team, if it's a player, um, who are some of those people that influence your philosophy on the basketball court?
1: Yeah. So I, um, I took a course through Drake, I think the basketball, the head coaching playbook or something. It basically takes you through a year in the life of a head coach. It was put to like coach Lawson out of, um, Joaquin, maybe I'm not going to say it right. No, he put it together and they have the program. And so it's everything you need as a head coach, practice plans, yearly plans, team get togethers, um, situations, put in lists. I mean, it was like, in some of the things I, I'd already had, right. Cause I had, I need, I need these things. And some things I was like, Oh, that would be useful to have. And it was basically a class where I got points for making the things that I already had better comparing them to these famous coaches. And so it was Hours every week, hours of videos from clinics all over the world with these coaches. And then you had a couple of books. And so, um, you know, I really enjoyed Pat Summit. I read all of her books. I loved her talks. Um, I loved her balance between being just this badass, right? Like just a super intimidating, intense, right? Uh-huh. And then you hear about the relationship she had with these players. Right. Like I I love the balance there. And, and I don't, I don't claim to be that intense. I'm a little bit more laid back, but I love that she could get, you know, get everything out of them and then still have these great relationships, 10, 20, 30 years later um, with these basketball players. Right. And so that was really cool. Um, I enjoyed, I mean, obviously coach K I think is an easy one just because he's got so many nuggets of wisdom um, and then I think this one maybe is easy too, but I love Steve Kerr and the way the Warriors play. I think that is the epitome of basketball. Like if I could like wish a system on my team, right. And obviously nobody has, a uh, nobody's going to have a Steph Curry and those guys that fit in, but like mm-hmm. just the, the rhythm that they play with, um, you know, that that's what I, that's what I watch. I want to when I watch them. I'm not going to watch ISO ball because that's boring. Um, mm. You know, and so, and like, and Steve Kerr continues to come out with, you know, like I said, as he's more successful, people keep asking him better questions and then you get, you know, a little bit more insight into the way that he coaches. And, and like I said, I've really enjoyed, you know, digging into him a little bit more too.
0: So what did, what did you coach on the football side? Did you, what was, what were your jobs? Did you do offense, defense so, coordinator? What did
1: mm-hmm. you do? So I was, Yep. I, for JV, I was the offensive coordinator, and then I did running backs and quarterbacks. A little bit of wider receiver. Okay. Uh,
0: yeah. Um, so then, uh, so obviously you spend a majority of your time on the offensive side of the ball. What? So then what's defensive philosophy? Um, what do you like to do with basketball? I was hoping there was going to be some, some – some connection between, uh, you getting out and wanting to get up and press people and hit people in the mouth and football. And then uh, you guys play basketball <laughs> that same way. Um, but what do you, what do you do, uh, on the defensive side?
1: Yeah, you know, so, and again, it's all about personnel, right? You know, so my first year we were short and so we played a really stout two, three. Um, and by the end of the season, um, we were tough defensively you know the last seven games I think we held teams to other than Comanche who smoked us uh, but we held teams to 58 points per game um, which was great because we only scored like 48 points per game so you know we were trying to keep them on like under 55 was our goal so that we had a chance Um, and and like I said we played a couple teams you know we played Regina and Mason Miller and we held them to 52 one night and we you know scored 45 because that was our average but like that was that was a win, right? We were playing good, solid defense, you know, fundamentals. I don't love zone. That's not what I wanted to play. But with the personnel, that's what we had. Um, the next year was Kirkman's freshman year, so we kind of did a mix between man and zone. Um, and then last year, we went all man. Um, we actually run a – you know, we, we stole some stuff from Texas Tech. and We run a little bit of our, a no middle look. Yeah. Um, we try to funnel guys to Kirkman and make him shoot shots over him. Yeah. Um, he's pretty – you know, he's pretty good around the rim. Um, but this year – yeah, we want to just, uh, you know, defense is going to be our, our emphasis. I think, uh, you know, last year we, we figured out the offensive stuff. We started playing better defense, you know, and those things benefited us. But I think, you know, they, as much as people want to talk about offense, I think in high school, if you can clamp people down and frustrate them, I think you're going to be successful. And I think on the flip side of that, uh, we're going to score points because we have nice players. Um, yeah. You know, I I, I I think we have three and a half, four solid scores. And so if we can play defense and those guys can make shots, I think we're going to put ourselves in a good position a lot of nights. On um, well,
0: defense, obviously the old saying, defense travels, and uh, never, never more important than in high school where – kids are wildly inconsistent and so right. you know right. you can so, always have
1: a good defensive night yeah Sometimes as you're see, not going to shoot well
0: yeah you're yeah you for sure are there's gonna be nights where offensively just doesn't go as well and so defensively if you can keep yourself in the game and hope somebody you know gets hot or something something uh, switches at halftime and you give yourself a chance right. that that's huge and so um good way definitely a good way to go about it um so then this year what 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 are you looking forward to what are you looking forward to the most it sounds like you guys got a a good core um you know and so what do you what are you most excited about going into this winter
1: a lot I've actually been losing sleep already because school start which means basketball is coming down the road and I'm getting jacked up um you know I think we had a really good team last year and uh you know for us to go from Five and 12, four and 12, 11 and 12, to then 17 and six. I, I think, you know, I, we played a tough conference, especially when we played everybody. We played the North and the South twice. Um, and so, you know, my goal is if we get to 15 wins, I think that's outstanding when you're playing Monticello and Comanche and Cascade and some of those teams up North and then the South side twice. And so, um, it was a big jump for us. I think, you know, I think Kirkman. As good as he was as a sophomore, right, with scoring and rebounding and blocks, I think last year, what was most impressive to me was he went from 35 assists to 90 assists. Um, you know, Landon Putman went from a 40% shooter who, if he missed a shot in the first half, would not shoot again to the final three games was 20 for 6, or 16 for 20 from three, right? In the last game, he was six for eight. Um, Aiden Walker, who didn't play. And t- or he played at the end of sophomore year and wouldn't shoot. Became a you know dropped twenty seven a night, dropped twenty two a night. You know became a consistent score. And so like all of those those three. I mean Kirkman's going to do Kirkman things, but Landon and Walker were just figuring it out last year, right? And so I got a whole year with those guys. Um, Case and Reed is a guy who played you know. Uh, half minutes he probably played half the game um, you know shot 36 from three and this summer he had two games where he scored 20 points in summer League stuff right I mean he's gonna be a guy who I think is the potential to go off and then I have Clayton Geyer who is played a four-year starter right and he it's so funny because he is me he was a post in junior high because he was 511 as like a, a sixth grader seventh grader and as a freshman I'm like hey I need a point guard so uh, <laughs> that's you. <laughs> Clayton figure it out, you know, and he's really turned into, you know, I would just call him like, it does not, You talk about inconsistencies of high school basketball and Clayton Guyer is the exception to the rule, right? I 99 out of hundred, I know exactly what I'm going to get from Clayton. Um, and so it's an outstanding, you know, thing to have defense rebounding, you know, he doesn't get flustered. And then I think I got some fun guys coming in. I think, you know, I got Drew Keith, who's a, fr- a sophomore and, I think he's got some, you know, potential there. And I got some seniors who all of a sudden, you know, grew and one grew like three inches and the other gained 40 pounds. Um, And they're like, hey, coach, we just want to see the floor. And so one guy wants, you know, eight assists and five steals a game. The other guy, like, he's like, coach, I just want to go in when people are tired. (laughs) So so I'm just, uh, you know, I just, it's good. I think we're going to be, you know, we were able to get some depth um, more depth than I've had for a while, as far as guys who, um, know their role, know basketball. Um, and so, you know, we went, we went five and five for a little bit this summer and that was super fun. Right. Five guys in, five guys out and we didn't drop. We were able to, and then, you know, when you start playing that fast, you know, then you can press and jump because nobody's tired and they're sitting on the bench like coach, when, when can we come in? I'm, when we, we need to score more points. Let me go back in. You know, those are all fun things, um, that we just haven't had, you know, uh, if I had, you know, last year we had a really good six. I felt really good with six guys. Um, but when, you know, we play pretty fast offensively. And so we get tired sometimes where, you know, if I can be seven, eight guys deep that I feel really good about, that's really exciting. Um, and I think they're hungry, man. It's, they are chomping at the bit, which is awesome. Actually, a couple of them like, guys, it's, it's football season. You're good, right? Yeah. You're good, right? And really enjoy football, right? We, it's going to be awesome right i'm super excited but i want you to enjoy football we'll we'll get to basketball in a minute which i'm trying to say to myself too um you know it's okay we don't have to wish away time yet
0: no that's uh that's great that's exciting i and admittedly too i mean i'll say that and adam i don't know maybe you can help me out but um It was somewhere, somewhere towards the end, like the last couple of weeks, I know that you caught the eyes of someone on our hoop troop segment that we do. I don't know if it was Doug or, um, or who it was, but, Mm -hmm. uh, they are like, Hey, keep an eye out for the Wilton Beavers. I don't know if you guys got a big one or what it was, but, uh, I was like, all right, you know, at the time didn't think a whole lot about it, but it's funny now connecting the dots. Um, and seeing where you guys are at and obviously going to continue to keep an eye on what uh, what's coming this year and excited for you Um before we move off it so I know you we talked early you have your kids pulled in all directions going all over the place playing all these sports do you have I mean what do you have for a youth program do you have the ability to um, get these kids in the gym and do some stuff throughout the winter at the lower level or, or what does that look like for you?
1: Yes, we have, a, we have parents for youth um, that do, and they, you know, we have, again, some young parents who have kind of taken the reins of that, and um, are, I think, pushing it in the great direction. Last year, you know, we, we try to have our kids camp, and then move it around different times that, you know, I don't know, June was tough, because baseball, and then July, everybody's gone, and it's just, you know, and so last year, I did a fall clinic, where I did four Saturday mornings um for an, an hour for like seven second through fifth and then an hour six through eighth. um we had outstanding turnout um i loved getting to work with them four weeks in a row just because we got to progress those skills and we did it the last four weeks of october leading right into their you know their season starts mid-november same as ours and they play through the winter um, and then the parents for youth did another one in the spring did one in january so the kids got like eight days of camp along with their um, little good stuff, but that is an area that I have, um, I've been trying to grow and spend more time in, because I know the value of it, right, like, if you come in as a freshman, there's only so much growth that you're going to get, right, like, I'm not, I'm okay, but I'm not that good, um, and so the better, obviously, the better you are, or when you come in, the more I benefit, and so um, we've look, we're looking at, we have a, you know, a club team for, like, high school, junior high, we're trying to extend that a little bit to give local kids an opportunity if they don't want to go play for 212 or team Iowa, which there's nothing wrong with those, but that's a much bigger commitment. Um, You know, if we could play two or three tournaments in the spring just to get guys playing a little bit more basketball, you know, for that, we're fighting baseball because it's so big in Wilton, Um, you know, kids play baseball all year round. And so trying to find a niche where we can get some time with them, has been a a little bit of a challenge, but I think this year we're going to do, um, we're gonna do a coaching clinic, so I'm going to open it up and have my parents for youth coaches come in for an hour or two. Um, I'm going to have some drills and packets and stuff kind of organized for them and, um, just answer questions and hopefully be a resource. Um, I've tried the last couple of years, like, Hey, you want me to come to practice? You want me to run a practice? Right. I, you know, let me know. I'll, I'll come and help you. Um, because like I said earlier, I think, you know, I think every parent who coaches does it, you know, to benefit the, the kids, but, um, you know, if you weren't a basketball player, how, what do you know, you know, we haven't, we have a ton of wrestlers in Wilton and, you know, sometimes they help out cause their kids want to play basketball. Awesome. You know, they're wrestlers, right. And so they just don't know, you know, and again, the, the finer points of what we are trying to do from a fundamental standpoint, or even just a basis for offense, which I don't worry too much about those, you know, offense and schemes and plays, cause we're going to, we're going to coach those. Um, you know, I think football, there's some continuity that is beneficial. Um, You know basketball there are actions that i would rather have them teach you know how we're going to run a pick and roll how we're going to run a split action how we're going to run um you know dribble handoff if they could teach those three things we would we would be really good right away right really you know um so yeah that's kind of where where we're at right now and that's definitely an area that i'm i'm trying to spend more time in as we move forward yeah i think there's you
2: know we've learned a lot of, a lot of uh, aspects of basketball. We've learned a lot of things about basketball on this podcast, but one of those things is that a successful high school program, you know, usually has a very organized, a very good youth program. Um, so it, it it's always refreshing. It's always good for us to hear that, you know, we talk to these high school coaches and they do, they care about that youth program. Um, you know, you mentioned it a couple of times, but I think one of the big things that, that creates that successful youth program is equipping these parents, equipping these coaches with the right things that, you know, Hey, these athletes are going to run this on my team in high school. So, and it doesn't have to be a, uh, like you said, it doesn't have to be a scheme or anything, but those two or three things that a second grader, or third grader should learn. They, they learn that that year, that's a success. So um, yeah, it's, it's awesome to hear that, that, you know, you're focused on that and um, you know, Really, really do care about that. It sounds like so. Um, well, it, it's been great to it's been great to learn a little bit more about you, Coach. Uh, learn a little bit more about your team and um, you know strategy, philosophy, and stuff like that. Uh, we got one more section here on the podcast. Uh, we call rapid fire. Where Brian's going to hit you with a couple questions, um, some about hoops, some not, and you just let us know what comes to the top of your head.
1: Okay, sounds good.
0: All right, Coach. Um, first one we always lead with uh, favorite visiting gym or arena. You've
1: had Cascade, the opportunity. Okay. Cascade has a beautiful gym. Wow. I, we could play there. We're trying to do a conference tournament where we do crossovers. I said, I told Hetser, like, let's just play there. Let's play Cascade every time.
0: <laughs> wow. How, it's beautiful. I, I like it. Is that facility? I, I'm trying to think. Is it new? Is it newer? Because is that yeah, where you would have played? Did you play? You know, there? The last
1: four or five years? Six okay, years? Nice. Maybe. I think the last year at Mid Prairie, it was, was new because okay. they had that old, like, plastic gym. and But it's okay. like, got glass wall on one side it's got a, a walkway all around the top with bleachers above and then like the main bleachers below and yeah. the locker rooms are underneath you don't have to go through the crowd to get the, i mean it's awesome nice i love it
0: yeah i was gonna say i'm like that has to be new because i one of my good buddies played at cascade and i'm like i know that it wasn't it wasn't that uh <laughs> back in the early 2000s so uh, that's a good one um what's your favorite movie Ooh.
1: I think, you know, I'm a history teacher, Saving Private Ryan. I think Ooh, it never yeah. gets old, right? I mean, from a war perspective, but, like, the movie-making qualities of it is, all it, I also enjoy. Like Steven Spielberg is pretty good. Um,
0: yeah. Well, I and the storytelling, up. I mean, everything about that movie is, um, is really good. Other than, like, I mean... There's obviously like the scene on the beach, and people are just dropping like crazy. Like, you're it's like, rough. oh, that's yeah. tough. It's tough to, there's a certain uh, human element of it that's tough to swallow as well. um All right, all time starting five. I know you're just now kind of really getting into this NBA thing, but I know you pay attention as a kid too. Yeah. So, what, right. uh, who do you got? Who do you, who's your all time <laughs> starting five?
1: So, you know, step one, right? Yeah. Obviously, I think that's an easy one, in my opinion. Uh, Michael, two. Yeah this is when this is where it gets hard i i gotta put lebron on there i love lebron been a lebron fan for life yeah. uh, i love, love shack i think shack prime shack was just a monster oh yeah like, you know most,
0: most dominant
1: incredible. yeah i mean just unbelievable um and then i wish i could fit larry bird because i love larry bird trash <laughs> talk i just love he'd he he's my honorable mention of at uh, six but uh you know, a center, probably Bill Russell. I think, you know, it's hard to. Bill Russell, Kareem, one of those two, you know, I think either one, you can't go wrong. I like that.
0: That's Fran, If you're going, if so, if you go Bill Russell and Shaq, I mean, you guys are going to be, I mean, that would be, you're going to have a good squad. Bring Bird in there Did too. Yeah. Shaq.
1: Shaq can move, right? You can put Shaq at four. He'd be fine. Yeah, he'd be fine. <laughs> he'd be Not against the ball, but I don't know who he's going to guard it. Right. Right. Yeah. You're going to go with both. Or going mm-hmm. can cut them both? No, both. No.
0: <laughs> you can, well, you can't with stuff, out bombing too. So,
1: okay, uh, um,
0: so who's uh, I don't know, maybe we maybe we know the GOAT. So, I'm going to ask, who's your favorite football player, all time favorite football player?
1: I, uh, so I, again, Packer fan, Brett Favre, right? Okay. I mean, yeah. it's hard not to love the gunslinger, yep. right? yeah, yeah man, he could throw freaking four touchdowns or, you know, four picks. You never knew yeah. what was going to
0: happen. Maybe in the same quarter. You never Maybe, know.
1: Exactly, right? right? He threw a pick six, and the next time he threw six guys for a freaking touchdown to oh. win the game, you know? Yeah, I okay. think he was just so much fun to watch. I mean, I think, and again, watching some stuff now, uh, as I you know reflect on some of those games, and again, watching with your dad always makes a difference, but he just had fun playing, yep. right? Like, Rogers is fun, right, from yep. a tactician. I think... You know, from a skill perspective, skill, maybe the best quarterback ever, right? Yeah. I, I think Brady gets, gets it. He wins, right. right? But from a pure skill, I think Roger has every throw. Maybe Mahomes can beat him. I think Mahomes has him too. Yeah. But for a longevity and a skill perspective, Roger's really good. But Roger doesn't always have fun, right? right? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> Favre had a lot of fun. Like, he was just fun. You know, you could just play with some joy, which I think is, you know, makes it fun to watch.
0: Rogers seems to be having a little more fun these days. So I don't know. We'll see you coming showing I don't, up, like, I don't know.
1: I think this season's gonna be a toss-up. I really maybe like, they'll win 13 again or maybe they'll win four. I don't know.
0: Looking <laughs> like he just stepped off of a con air on his way to um.
1: <laughs> way I know. This. So I, I always wonder, you know, like if we could have just like talked to him for like an hour, like no camera, whatever. Like how, yeah. how much of this is he does just because he knows what it's gonna do, right? Yeah. The con air thing. Uh, you know some of his like how much of his is they playing with people like is he playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers or is he just a jive trick i don't know yeah
0: he's (laughs) he's so smart that it seems like there's definitely a little bit of bit in there you know because like those guys get bored like they get bored with it, so they're like watch you know watch this i'm gonna do something weird so that's funny what about uh what about at the running back position was there anybody that you kind of emulated your game after growing up
1: no I don't. know. I mean, I, in high school, there was a guy before me who I, I tried to, you know, I he was, he was good. I want to be like that. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, um, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to even think of who I liked. I like Aaron Jones now. I think I like the way he moves. But, um, oh well. Okay, so Freddie Russell was who okay. I wanted to be. I okay. wanted to be like Freddie. Uh, Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah, I remember. I we used to go to. We had season tickets. Um. My dad went to Iowa, so we had season tickets for a long time. And I just remember watching Freddie Russell, who was, what, five five, behind yeah. Robert Gallery at Monster yeah. Status. And, you know, he just, Toot, too, 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 and then he yep. was gone. Um, you know, I really enjoyed watching him. He was he was good. Sean Green, but he was about the same time. Um, yeah. I didn't quite – I wasn't quite as powerful, as Sean Green, but, you know, he was a good one to watch too.
0: Man, I remember Sean Green the first time he was at Iowa. Um, <laughs> he came in and um, – I was a, I don't, I, I assume he was a freshman then. I think it was, it was Ball State, actually, if I remember correctly. And he came in and was just truck-sticking dudes, like, running guys over. And I'm like, man, who, that shot, this guy, whatever. And then, obviously, he went and moved furniture for a couple of years and then came back and led the nation in rushing or whatever. I yeah. mean, wild, wild yeah. progression there. It
1: was many for- you know, what do you- End up playing on a couple teams coming out, and then you know kind of fizzled out. Yeah,
0: yeah. He, I mean, he put together a decent little pro career too. So yeah, um, good for him. He was he was fun to watch too, for sure. Um, What's your favorite golf course in Iowa?
1: Uh, It's um, Burlington Spirit Hollow in Burlington. Yeah, Yeah, it's a fantastic course. And it's all every time I play it, it's in great shape. And from the tips, I don't always play very well, but it's pretty. it's (laughs) it's one of the best looking courses um back there just because they have some pretty dramatic elevation changes
0: yeah that's a good one that's a good so what's the what's the track in town what what does wilton have to offer wakansa wakansa country club wakansa huh yeah
1: it stands for where the wind blows Cause you'll okay. be at your house and it'll be like five, 10 miles an hour. You're like, Oh, it's a nice day. I should go golf. And it's 30 mile an hour. Gus. I don't know. Wow. Yeah, every time.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I like that. So that was where the high school team plays down and everything.
1: Yeah. It's uh, right in between Wilton and Durant. So we share it. Um, cool. Share it for the golf teams. Yeah.
0: Cool. That's good. Good. Very good. Cool. Um, if you were, or we were hosting uh, together the, you know, the three of us putting on a coaching clinic and you can bring any three coaches to come speak at the clinic. Who, who are you bringing? Who are we inviting? We can invite anybody, anybody. We got to, we got them on speed dial. Who are you calling?
1: Oh, well, coach Kerr for sure. For sure. Right. I think that's an easy one. Um, I'd love to hear Phil Jackson speak. I just, the. I mean, I don't know. I, it's, I, the, the things that, you know, that he's experienced, I mean, we've all seen last dance and, you know, then he went and did a whole another stint with the Lakers, which, I mean, I, when's that story going to come out, right. It's going to happen soon. Um, you know, so those two for sure. Um, you know, I really like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to forget his name. Younger coach. Um, oh, I don't know where he's at. Um, brad stevens is that his name oh brad yeah
0: stevens. From- yeah I think, oh, the, I think that would be
1: i think that would be my third one um on. i like him i love his uh his demeanor he's just like nothing like it doesn't and i think he made a quote about like he's never surprised when good things happen because that's that he did it that's his job yeah or, or whatever you know like he's yeah. not like his i was just because we're not because when we make a layup i'm like yeah Skull, right i'm like you know, i'm like a cheating. i'm going crazy on the sideline i'm gonna make threes i look like an idiot um just because i get jacked up i'm just excited about us you know finding success and and having fun with the guys and he's just i want to be calm and cool right like when we hit a big shot right but when we a couple of years ago we west branch was undefeated and we hit a shot to win right we broke their undefeated streak and i like walked around the gym i was so jacked up and he's like celebrating i'm just like I couldn't stop us. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm never going to be that guy, but I like.
0: Well, he's it's funny you say that too, because looking at these three guys, I mean, Kerr, Phil and Brad Stevens are all pretty like,
2: yeah,
0: pretty cool, calm. I mean, Brad's very in the numbers, like analytics, you know, Phil's like all of his, um Zen, yeah. stuff that he does and,
1: stuff. yeah and, and
0: encourage just players coach sit back and says hey man go play man go play yeah. and yeah. i feel like you're on the other side of the coin and maybe that's why you would like to hear that side because you're, you're I, like you know you're more yeah. like i'm gonna get jacked up and i'm gonna get like, excited and you know i
1: don't uh i like the thing. you know i'm i'm a, I'm positive right like 90 yeah. 95 right i'm positive but yeah i'm uh i'm not common collected in practice, I do a better, you know, and when we talk, I'm, I love this, again, the mental side of the game, you yep. know, uh, Phil and, and and Steve, and I, I do like analytics, like, you know, I don't know, we're thinking about, are we going to guard three-pointers? Like, maybe we should just not guard, guard three-pointers. Who's going to make 15 three-pointers and beat us? Yep. Nobody, right? So yep. let's just not guard them. I like to have those thoughts, um, yep. but yeah, no, it's not on the sideline, like every picture of me, I'm like jumping up and down and everything's
2: you know. out the window. <laughs> like, yep. oh, let's go, you know, yep.
0: that's awesome um so when adam and i get a chance to come over to wilton uh where do we got a girl bite to eat for we? Before oh that we one's again. easy
1: so <laughs> if you're there during the day right the cafe downtown um okay. a friend of mine he runs the cafe it's delicious it's just classic you know cafe food right? you can get a great is it, burger is that get, what it's called it's a cafe the wilton cafe yeah i love it okay it's great if you're there in the evening and come for a game artie's is a new like burger spot one uh top 10 burger in the state two years in a row um wow. they have you know like just you know kind of the the theme right now is these crazy burgers mm-hmm. um and so he does you know he's probably got 15 or 20 burgers on there and then he does a burger of the week um they make homemade ice cream and they have different ice cream flavors throughout the week softer um yeah
0: Well, had me well already had me at burgers Will yeah. Artie be there too? Is Artie going to be there? Um, is, yeah. yeah.
1: It's Artin is a, is it's his son he, they named it after. He was a year younger than me in school. Um, okay. he, same family that runs a cafe. He opened up a, a burger chain on the edge of town and okay, yeah. He's it's it's delightful.
0: They must they know food. I like it. They we can, yeah, uh,
1: they got a good business model. We can do both of those. So. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. Perfect coach. Well, uh, before we get you out of here, um, one more, what, uh, what's the best thing about having the opportunity to be the head coach, uh, of the Beavers being back in your hometown, getting to lead young men, um, what's your favorite part about it?
1: Um, that's a really good question. You know, I think the best thing about coaching in general is when, you know, the, the culmination of your work, right. and like and it's not yours right like you know as much as I would love to say yeah I I'd had 17 wins last year right but it's the you know it's the time and effort put in and then they get to display that for everyone it's also the worst thing because if they're terrible like that's your fault too but you know so when you're on the winning side and you are winning games and doing good things right like to see your work in others, I think is, is awesome. And to see the crowd and in all those, all the pieces, right. Um, Be celebrating those things. I mean, Landon is a great story of a kid who had to play as a freshman and I begged and begged to shoot the ball because he's a great shooter. And then, you know, we transition into the end of last season. And again, he's one of those guys where I am just building him the whole time. I remember having a conversation with him and I was like, Hey, you're shooting like 450% from three, right? He's like, yeah, okay. So you should, sh- why don't you shoot more? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, okay, what would happen if you shot 20 shots tonight? Because he's never shot more than 10 at that point. He's like, well, I'd probably I'd probably, probably make quite a few. Yeah, you probably make 10, right? <laughs> Give or take. And I was like, do you think we could use 30 points tonight? Do you think that would be good? And he was like, I, yeah I guess that would be good I'm like yeah so you should shoot 20 times tonight. That'd be great. and so and then you know and then at the end he, he, had, he had like 18 shots one game and scored like 28 points and I just was sitting on the bench like yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you know like again seeing those seeing those kids transition from you know into success and into confidence you know that's the best part yeah knowing that's- that you played a a, a piece of that
0: right absolutely i mean it's one of those things that uh um so fulfilling you know when you when you know that obviously nobody does it for the pay it's something that you do it to make a make a difference and make an impact um obviously so like i said selfishly you get fulfilled by um these other people having success and coming together as a team and um you know making a difference and so that's awesome coach we uh are excited to follow your journey and um continued success here moving into this year and in the years to come we'll be following along um throughout the journey for sure we appreciate you taking some time and and coming on and sharing your story with us
1: yeah thanks for having me it was a blast
2: yeah like brian said coach it's great to get to know you a little bit better a little bit more about your background and um looking forward to following the beavers and uh sounds like we'll be uh sounds like we'll be talking about the beavers uh, a few times this this year on hoop troop so um yeah <laughs> will maybe uh maybe have to get you back on and get your thoughts mid-season or something like that yeah, but thank you for your time it was it was, uh, it was awesome to, get to learn a little bit more about you too much and my shoes no matter if